if you were aware of who you are at the core, you would be limitless. Nothing would be out of your reach because you come from the source. You're a limitless, powerful being. And the whole goal in this journey called life is for you to connect to that as much as possible and become the most authentic person that you can be. If you're not conscious about your investment strategy, you won't end up where you want to be, not financially or as a human. On this show, we interview highly successful investors and share how they overcame limitations to become unstoppable forces of success. If you're ready to learn what it is to be a conscious investor so you can end up where you want, keep listening. Conscious investor, welcome back. If you have not already listened to the Modern Gentleman podcast, I highly recommend that you go and you check it out and make sure that you follow and subscribe on whatever platform you love to listen or watch amazing podcast episodes. My friend Alex is joining me and I was on his show a few months back. It was a painful recording because my internet was all crazy, but we endured and we had such a powerful conversation. And I realized that Alex is also a conscious investor. He has that philosophy, wealth, mindset, health, all of the elements that makes a conscious investor. That's why I wanted to bring him on. And I will say this, Many of you conscious investors are people in your middle years of life. You have kids that are teens, tweens, or empty nesting, getting close to it. Alex is a young gentleman, and he is absolutely positively inspirational. And I have no doubt that you're going to be inspired. And I'd encourage you in advance, if you find it inspirational and you have a young adult in your life, more than likely, this is the episode you're going to want to share with them. And by the way, before I jump in and have this great, amazing conversation with Alex, I just want to remind you, Conscious Investor Growth Day is coming up right around the corner. Tickets are on sale. There are only 150 seats available. That's it. Remember, I'm not going to create more tickets. I'm not going to get more space. I could, but I'm not because I want to create a culture and I want you to have time to really connect and develop some deeper, meaningful relationships with other people attending and with the speakers who are traveling from all across the country to come pour into you. You don't want to miss a speaker lineup. They are phenomenal top speakers in health, in mindset, in wealth. You will leave inspired, rejuvenated, and ready to just soar into who you are, and all of your potential. That's March 7th through 10th at the Lake Coeur d'Alene Resort. And there will be a link in the show notes so that you can go check out the website and get your tickets. Alex, so grateful for you. I'm grateful that you endured a very difficult recording with me on your podcast. And I'm grateful for you. You are a living inspiration. You are just phenomenal at what you do and generate what you contribute to the world around you. So welcome to the Conscious Investor Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, um, Julie. I endured you on your podcast, right? With like the terrible signal and all of that. And then and then now I'm paying it back now, right? <laughs> I lost connection right now. And, but yeah, I'm super grateful to be here as well. And I'm grateful to have the opportunity to just change someone's life, whoever listens, right? I'm sure they'll walk away with something that will benefit them in a positive way. I have no doubt. Now, we've already been talking and AI was recording. We'll try to release clips of that maybe as YouTube shorts. So you want to go check out the YouTube channel to find extra additional content from Alex and I having a conversation off like that's not going to be on podcasts. 
But we left off and I said, we got to hit record because I have a hard stop coming up. So let's hit record. But we were talking about just the levels of consciousness and how those levels of consciousness can be an anchor and a tool for guiding and directing life. And it's amazing how you've utilized those in your own life. And can you go ahead and explain the whole concept to the conscious investor? So the concept is not mine, right? Of course, as much as I would like to take credit of it, I didn't invent it. The guy behind that is he wrote the book Power Versus Force. I think his name is something Hawkins, right? Great book, right? And I've been studying it. And he basically has like 16 levels of consciousness. And then I started studying Peter Sage. That's my spiritual teacher. I've been studying him for the past three years. Only him, nobody else. And he chunked those levels of consciousness into four levels, right? So the first level is the victim mentality, right? Like the victim mode, the to me mode, where it's very bad. Like it's a very low level of consciousness where you think that everything happens to you, right? You're a victim of everything. The second level of consciousness is the buy me mode, right? That's the achiever mentality. So most of the personal development industry is dedicated to take people from to me to buy me, right? Get them to set goals and get them to go after what they want and set a vision and get habits and live their life like a checklist, right? We were talking about that off recording as well. And they're just do everything that will happen in their life will happen by them, like by me, right? I mean, it's good, but it's exhausting. And like this level of consciousness is exhausting because you don't allow life to give you anything, right? Because by the very definition of by me, like everything that will happen will happen by me. Like if life comes and wants to give you something, you will not even look at it because it didn't happen by you, right? So it's a very egotistical driven mentality. It's good. It's good. It's better than to me for sure. And then the third level of consciousness is through me, right? That's you get in flow. Things start happening through you. Doors open before you even touch the knob, right? And like just everything seems to go your way. It's effortless and everything happens through you. The fourth level of consciousness is oneness where you see yourself in everything, right? Like, I don't know about it. I haven't been there, but I have been able to get myself in like through me. And a skill that I've been developing, Julie, is this. I can actually look at life. I've been able to develop this level of thinking where I can see things in those three levels of consciousness. So I'm having a conversation with people and then boom, I can spot. I can spot where they're at. I'm like, oh, like he's in victim mentality. And then I can instantly just think of how it would be different if he was in another level of consciousness. Or I catch myself thinking thoughts. And I'm like, oh, this is a level one level of consciousness right? What would it look like to go to level two? And then what would it look like to go to level three? So I've been developing that skill, right? Because of how much studying and implementation I've been doing. And I see life from three points of views. It's just really exciting and it's crazy. But we were talking about parenting, right? Before the recording and we were talking about how you need to release, right? Your kids. So in order for you to go from victim mentality to achiever mode, like how do you do it? Well, it's pretty simple. You gotta let go of blame and you gotta switch that with personal responsibility. So you gotta take responsibility of your life. And instead of just acting like a victim, you stand up, get up on your feet and you swing the bat basically. But then, like I said, it's exhausting to be in achiever mode. It's good, right? But it's exhausting. Like there's gonna be a point in your life where you're gonna want to slow down. I mean, you don't want everything to come crumble down, right? So how do you go from achiever mode into flow? How do you go from by me to through me, which is a lot more effortless. Well, 
you let go of your need for control. That doesn't mean that you have to stop controlling things. You just release your need for control, right? And you allow life to surprise you. And you switch that. So for example, with your 15-year-old kid, before, you used to want to control everything, right? The way that he lived, the way that he acted, the way that he was. And you had like this need for control, which caused for you to be stressed out and frustrated and, I don't know, maybe sad, and right? And all those negative feelings. But now that you've learned how to release and how to let go, right? You let go of your need for control. You're actually allowing your kid to become the best version of himself his authentic self. I really like how you said right now, um, how like conscious day, I think your event is going to be called, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How that's going to help people become more who they are. Well, that's ultimately the mission. It's ultimately the goal. Like we're here to try to be the authentic version of myself, in my opinion, right? Because who are you, Julie? Like, who am I, right? Like if I'm not my body, if I'm not my mind, if I'm not my thoughts or my emotions, like who am I? I'm something deeper than my body and my brain and my mind. I'm something deeper, like something you can call it spirit, you can call it soul, whatever, right? But there's something deeper. Like there's a reason why I catch myself thinking about what I'm thinking, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not me. There's a reason why I can catch myself doing that. So who am I? Right? I'm something deeper, like my soul, my spirit, energy, source, whatever you want to call it. You're that. And if you were aware of who you are at the core, like, you would be limitless. Like nothing would be out of your reach because you come from there. You come from the source, right? You're a limitless, powerful being. And the whole goal in this journey called life is for you to connect to that as much as possible and become the most authentic person that you can be, right? At the core. I really like what you said that you're helping people because that's the key, right? And I had a call with a friend right now and I was just encouraging him and I was showing him my results for this month and, and stuff like that. And then he asked me, how do you do that? Right. How do you do that? Not only financially, but like, how do you, right. And, and I don't mean to like make myself seen for lack of better words. And he was like, how can you be shredded? And how can you have a business and all of this? And I was like, man, the only thing that I focus on every single day is connecting with that authentic part of myself. That's the only thing that I focus on. And then I connect with that part of myself, the more I do things that get me the results that I have. It's just connecting with that part of yourself that will make you do things that will give you the results. Love all of it. I definitely have a deep, deep mission and value. I believe that God has created us all so uniquely. And I just think that we put these masks on so Michael Neal talks about mm-hmm. this in his book, Super Coach, is like how often we put these masks on and we have to spend, unfortunately, a large part of our lifetime pulling the masks off and figuring out who we are. And to your point, I was using this analogy with my husband just recently about a coffee machine. I like espresso. A lot of people use a drip coffee maker at home to have coffee at home. They'll fill it up, they'll put a paper filter in there, and the water is going to drip through that paper filter. Most people, when you're at that stage that you're talking about, I think like that throughness, that through me is like, cool. Through me. The through me stage, I've got one filter because that's all I need. I need that one filter to catch the grounds and to let things pass through. Like the water can pass through, everything's great. Most people in life, 
are walking around with a stack of filters. Yeah. And the water can't even get through like everything that they're supposed to do be contribute that is dying to come into existence is completely trapped because of all of these beliefs and concepts that they've put as filters. It's like we have to just pull all those filters off so we can like live into the life God intended us to experience and contribute to the world. Yeah, that was a great analogy. Let me tell you like one thing. And I don't mean to be like, oh, I'm high level like that, right? But it is really high level, right? And even if I say it, most people will not understand. And that's where like the fourth level of consciousness comes in, right? So I know about the fourth level of consciousness intellectually, right? So again, there's four levels of learning as well, where you're completely unaware. Then you become aware and you know intellectually, like with your mind, but then you are able to internalize it emotionally. Right? So like you actually understand you have depth of layers of knowledge about that thing. And then you become it, right? Like it becomes part of your identity. Another way to say it is you're unconscious, incompetent. You become conscious, incompetent. Like first you're bad and you don't even know you're bad. And then you're bad. So now you can do something about it, right? So first you're a victim. Now you're an achiever. You're bad, but now you're able to do something about it. And then you become good consciously. Like you have to make a conscious effort. And then it becomes part of who you are. So you're naturally good. So it's all like connected. In the fourth level of consciousness, oneness, right? There's really nothing bad or good and everything is a label, right? So, oh, I have limiting beliefs and my limiting beliefs hold me back. Well, it's a label. You really don't have any limiting belief, right? And right now me saying like, people are going to be like, what are you talking about, right? Because it's hard. You can get it intellectually, but it's hard to internalize it emotionally. One example that I can give you, Julie, I do ice baths every single day, mm-hmm. but like there's another level of ice bath. Let me show you. Let me show you really quick. So I've seen people do ice baths and they get in on cold water. My ice baths, like I get on ice. I don't get on an ice bath. I get on ice. Like it's full of ice, right? It's from top to bottom, ice between my legs, everything. It's just ice, right? And I'm able to spend 15 minutes in there. Without a shake, like just literally meditating. And like, I tell my mom about this and I tell people about this and people see me and then they just think that it's crazy. Oh, it's cold. It's crazy. But it's really not, right? Like once you realize that's where oneness comes in, it's just crazy. Like just knowing this is crazy. It's not cold. I'm in there. And if you realize that you're just one with that (laughs) and the only thing that is causing you for you to shiver or be cold is the label that your mind is putting to it. The only thing that is causing you for you to feel cold and for you to feel like you want to shiver and all that, the label that you're assigning to it, the judgment, right? And that's where oneness and it's just like limitless, right? So like whatever it is that you want, you're already one with it. Imagine just being able to tap into that, Julie. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how often we resist and fight that concept, right? For whatever reason And your dad also, and your daughter is old enough for you to have experienced the, but I don't want to, and the resistance to something that you know is going to bless her and serve her well. And so Mm -hmm. often as adults, we have that same childlike resistance to things that are really beneficial to us that I think inhibit that level of oneness, where it's like, instead of just receiving and saying, it's okay, people that are around me know that I'll say like, all things work out. There's no sense in stressing out like 
all things work out. I missed a flight. Okay, it's going to be fine. All things work out. X, Y, Z, whatever it is that happens. By the way, I haven't missed a flight in a long time and I'm grateful for that. But (laughs) even when I have missed flights, it ends up working out usually even better in a surprising way. So it's like just accepting and receiving that. I really like that. I like that concept. I'm going to borrow something. And I heard this from another person on a podcast and it stuck with me. And he basically just said, there are no limiting beliefs. Just get out there and do it. Yeah. But we get stuck with these concepts in our brain. We believe things. I just got back from a mastermind retreat. We spent a lot of time about the beliefs that we're holding on to, the hidden beliefs. We did some of the inner work to actually look at some of those deeper beliefs. And it's amazing if you take the time to just slow life down and look at what am I actually believing? What's the story I'm telling myself? Now you get to unlock that belief that is holding you back from that oneness, holding you back from that opportunity to create and connect in a more powerful way. Stories. That's all it is. Just stories. Right. That's all it is. It's crazy. Right. And then you can choose to change that story in a heartbeat. Like you miss your flight. You can choose to suffer because you miss your flight or you can choose to look at it as, oh, I have an opportunity to listen to my audiobook that I haven't had the opportunity to listen to. Right. And it's just perspective and you're in control of it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> right. Like you're in control of the perspective, knowing that it's just so powerful. So I know we have a couple of minutes. So there's seven steps to change like any belief. My right? number one is you got to have the intention to finding one and changing it. Right. So like you sit down and you're like, today I'm going to find something that has been holding me back in a specific area of my life and I'm going to change it. Right. You come with that intention. Second step is once you find the limiting belief, you find the upside to it, right? And this is like achiever level of consciousness. Like in reality, there's no limiting beliefs, but I mean, it's a process and you do have to do the work to eventually get to like a higher level of consciousness. But once you find it, you find the upside. So for example, let's say that you believe that you're bad at sales. Okay. What's the upside to believing that you're bad at sales? Well, the upside to believing that you're bad at sales is that now you have an excuse to not get on sales calls with people and not talk to them and not be rejected. And like, there's an upside. You're protecting yourself. So once you find the upside, you give it the credit that it deserves. And then you ask yourself, am I willing to let it go? Right? Mm-hmm. If it's a yes, you can go to the third step, which is replacing it with a new positive belief. Right? So I'm good at sales. Right? And then the fourth step is inducing doubt to the limiting belief. Right? So... How do you induce doubt to the belief of I am bad at sales? Well, if you're very close to a deal, well, then just remember that. And now you can doubt that you're bad at sales because you've closed a deal before, right? Then the fifth step is you associate pain, right? To the original belief, like bad at sales. What is the pain? Like if you keep on believing that and you keep on acting like the person who is bad at sales, what is it going to cost in your life? You're going to be broke. You're not going to have any money. You're not going to be able to feed your family, right? So if you focus on that pain, it's going to be enough to get you to move, right? And then to finalize everything, you focus on the positive of your new belief. You just reinforce that over and over again until you ingrain that in your mind, right? So the reason I said at the beginning that this is a achiever thing, achiever system is because it takes a lot of work, right? It takes a lot of work. On the contrary, You can just choose to do and act and feel like the best salesman in the world. 
And if you don't close 20 deals in a row, it doesn't mean anything, right? But having done 20 sales calls in a row will make you improve your skills. And then without you having any judgment about it, you did 20, 30, 40 sales calls in a row. Even though you don't close, you can choose to feel like the best salesperson in the world. And by doing 30 sales calls, you'll get good. And then you'll become the best salesman in the world. Those are like two perspectives of chasing beliefs. One requires a lot of work and one doesn't. One just is being and choosing to be, which is something that we all can do. I totally resonate with that. And it's amazing because we choose our beliefs. I'll send you a podcast episode. A friend sent me on this conscious investor. I will tell you what this podcast episode is. I will do my best to link it in the show notes. Um, It is a new podcast to me. The first time I've ever heard it, it was the Myron Golden Audio Experience. And the episode was on October 19th called Live a Limitless Life. Totally hand in hand with this. And you follow him already probably because you're that rad. Yeah. I told you when we started Um, that you're cool. I'm like, you're cool. Like, I want to be cool (laughs) like you. Yeah. And look, there's another insight really quick. So you think I'm cool, not because of what you believe, but because of what I believe, right? I mean, for example, clients buy from me, not because of what I believe, but because of what they believe. Because the clients that I choose to work with have similar beliefs, values, and vision, right? So then when they come to me, they feel like some sense of alignment that gets them to buy from me. And they buy from me, not because of what I believe, but because of what they believe. Right. So you think I'm cool, not because of what I believe, but because of what you believe, because our beliefs are aligned. Right. So if yeah. I come across a person that believes similar things as me, I'm like, that person is cool. Right. Right. And that's so like narcissistic. Okay. <laughs> biggest marketing hack in the world, yeah. Julie. Biggest marketing hack in the world. So, like, I used to do marketing videos and I used to want to cram all the information in 10 seconds because I had a scarcity mindset and I thought that I was going to lose my prospect if I didn't talk really fast and told them everything. Right. But now I have a, like a more abundant mindset in which I know that I'm going to attract the people that I'm going to attract, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't have to like rush through my message because my message will resonate with the people who it will resonate with. And that's okay. And that's good. Mm. Oh my gosh. Kindred spirits here. Kindred spirits. So Alex, thank you. I appreciate your time. I know conscious investor that you've probably grown. You've probably experienced something in this information. and. Here's the reality. You might not fully agree. That's okay. It's so critical that we receive information in a way that allows us to, I like to challenge myself all the time because it reinforces either the truths that I hold near and dear or an area where I can continue to grow and explore. And so I hope that actually I'm confident that this episode has provided a lot of opportunity for you to just do a couple of recalibrations, a little adjusting, and it will just provide a powerful gateway in life. Alex, thank you again for coming on The Conscious Investor. Thank you, Julie, for having me. It was a pleasure being here. Always a pleasure. Conscious Investor, don't be a stranger. And don't be a stranger to Alex. If this is resonating with you, you need to head over. You need to listen to the Modern Gentleman podcast. And you can hear him interviewing all sorts of guests. They're fantastic interviews and their conversations very similar to this. So you'll get to hear a lot of his perspective in a very similar conversation that you hear on these episodes on The Conscious Investor. Like I said, don't be a stranger. Also, 
Because if you're looking to invest, yes, you have your 401k, you have your retirement plan, you have all of those things. Those are great. Those are important. But it's also important to diversify your investment portfolio in real, tangible real estate. So if you're looking to invest in a passive way so that you don't have to deal with handling phone calls, placing tenants, solving troubleshooting toilets and things like that, then please make sure that you schedule time so that you and I can talk about your investment goals. The call is so much fun. I promise you that it's a lot of fun. It's not scary. And if you don't believe me, just go down, look at some of the reviews on Apple Podcasts because people let you know it's a lot of fun. But if I can't serve you, if the investment strategies that we utilize at Three Keys Investments are not going to help support you in reaching your goals, I know the most exceptional people. I have a powerful network and I know that I could send you, and I have done this, to another person that can serve and support you in reaching your goals. So don't be a stranger. Let's work together. Until next time, live big, love bigger, and do great things. A lot of people missed out on my recent offering because they simply weren't on my investor list. Being on my newsletter list won't provide you with access to the deals I have. This is because 506B regulations require you and I actually discuss your investment goals before I can show you the deals I have. If you're on the fence about investing in apartments, schedule a call today at 3keysinvestments.com. If you think you're new, so you don't want to be on an investor list, you're missing out on opportunities to refine your ability to review offerings because you simply will never see them. So head over to Three Keys Investments and schedule a call.